This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back to Rockcast. I'm Emily Foreman. I have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo, and we are here to share all things Rock and Spark Development Network with you in our community. So, Nick, we've been hearing a lot of really great stories from the churches uh, we've been in contact with lately. What do you think about the fact that that things are shifting again, kind of in this post-COVID? Well, it's really uh, great news, and it's perfectly right timed with Jesus's um, resurrection, uh, good news yes. at Easter. So yeah, we're hearing people, the attendance is up and that's just always a good sign for, um, everybody. I think everybody's hopefully motivated by that and ready to get back strong in the game. And, um, I, I mean, I know personally that that is energizing for me knowing that what we're doing makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And in these times, we need to really get our game on and focus on this mission. You know, we are specifically in this era where as IT professionals and information specialists, never before has this been possible. Um, In the last 10, 20 years, this is very unique, Mm -hmm. what we can do. So having a tool like Rock at our disposal is super um, uh, critical. Like mm-hmm. I, I would, I would not want to try and lead a big church without a good tool, mm-hmm. or lead a, any church. I mean, any size church. Yeah, because even a small church can use rock to do so many things that you just couldn't otherwise do. It's like a prosthetic for <laughs> for your uh, game, for right. the, your whole operations. Well, and Craig Rochelle has a. a a podcast out, you know, for his leadership podcast about when you go back, don't go back the same. You know, you have to do things differently. It's absolutely critical. Admittedly, I haven't listened to the podcast. It just shipped this morning and I got the email. So as of the recording of this podcast, but I was, I read the email and I was like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. If you go back, you're missing out on all what we've learned. And the world is not the same world as it was when we went into it as when we come out of it. And there's a much higher need for Jesus. There's always been a need for Jesus, but, you know, much higher now. The world is so different and moving in, in so quickly in different ways. Mm-hmm. The opportunity is so high. And, you know, we're all humans. When things are going along just fine, smashingly well, we don't pay any attention to the details. It's so easy to get complacent, right? Yeah. And and I think everybody has just been kind of off balance from organizations to individuals, what's going on, how do we predict what's next? A lot of our goals that we set are related to predictions and our predictions are related to what we've seen play out in the past. And so that's all just been off balance, but it's so cool to see how the rock community and tool set have just been able to adjust and help support the changing needs. And it's really exciting to see that churches are now saying, Oh, our attendance is coming back and, and people are recognizing that their feeling of off balance is something that the church can help them address. And again, you know, that opportunity and that need is so high right now. So it's 
it is that critical tool set, Nick, and it's a great time for it. So that's, um, that's my two cents this morning. Thanks for asking me to share. Yeah, I think it is. You're right. You're exactly right about Easter and seeing mm-hmm. just a, a massive amount of people coming back, which is great. So we've been really busy as a team, uh, for sure, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we've been working on a lot of projects um, that are big and small. And I think that's what's kind of neat. There's some mm-hmm. big things that we're working on for version 14 to kind of keep that thing moving. And it's moving quite well. So um, digital signatures is like 99.9%. This maybe just a few little small, small little polish points styling wise, but real excited about that. And, and already some people have, are actually using it in pre-alpha. So I was just talking uh, to NewSpring the other day and they're already using it and, you know, getting some uh, positive feedback on that. So that's exciting. Uh, still working on the person profile um, restyling to get that implemented in code um, and uh, doing a lot of polish on that. So um, that's going to be a major thing. That's going to move some cheese. Okay. So I'm just going to call the foul <laughs> here. Like, let it be known the cheese is moving. And uh, everybody who's listening to this, please help remind people who maybe don't listen to this that when they see that feature, the cheese moved. So, but it, it's, it's, it's a good move. I mean, I think it looks good. really good. Yeah. And it, and it adds a lot of capabilities. But we know people have done a lot of things to that page. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And that m- moving a cheese is going to, need some adjustments possibly if you've done some major tweaks on badges or things like that we're probably going to need to do some you're probably going to need to do some refactoring of Mm -hmm. that Uh, we hope to actually kind of polish out some of the styling for badges to make that a little bit easier for future um, flexibility Um, but do know like that's it's a good thing it's a needed thing but it's something that's going to be impactful. Uh, we have some plans about how to migrate that in a way that you could still get back to the old way. We'll talk about more about that later as it gets closer. But um, so those are some of the the big things. Um, there are actually some big things being worked on for even v- version 15, just being pre-thought out. Um, putting a lot of time and effort right now into the VNext platform. So making some really exciting progress on that. And um, we're super happy about that. Some stuff in Rock Mobile, like for version mm-hmm. four. Version three is about ready to ship. Version four is new features are being put into that. And we have some uh, good traction on that. We have a, a new hire who's you know taking on some of that new stuff and doing a, a fabulous job. So we're excited not only about what's being done, but by the um, uh, momentum that we're achieving um, a, as a resourcing our team. Uh, there's a lot of little things though going on too. Um, a lot of micro ideas that people have been throwing our way that are really good. And we're quickly being able to innovate and get that out specifically for them, but with the intent that that's going to be rolled in the core at a, at a soon feature release. And I think it's going to be some, some stuff that people are going to be pretty excited about. Um, so, you know, that's keeping us very busy. Um, and just a lot of growth on the team and that, that takes time. So training, processes, coaching. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely always busy here, but it's very feels very busy right now. Um, it's interesting when you say things going on that are both big and small, like the the methods and processes for catching the big things and catching the small things and moving them both through the pipeline is so different. Um, so maintaining both of those, if you really get down into the logistics of it, it catching everything that flies by and, and not losing the, John, you like to say the gold nuggets. Um, 
trying to hang on to those and, and put those into production in between the large things that we're working on. is It's really an art form. Um, and so it's it, there's a lot more to it than it sounds like when you just say we got a lot of things going on. Yeah, you're right. It's probably an art form, but it feels a little bit like chaos sometimes because you're just like feel like you're just catching playing, you know, juggler uh, so much. But um, can I take just a moment off the cuff and and request that our listening audience also remember if you haven't updated your commitment to give a lot of what we're doing here is doubling down on the fact that we need to catch those gold nuggets. We need to get these large releases out faster. We need to be able to provide these tools in this changing time right now that meet your needs innovatively. Um, and so we are doing that and we really need to, to see the commitment levels uh, come to that $3 per attendee per year. And a lot of churches have uh, risen to that and helped us put that into play. Um, but there's still still a good ways to go, and we definitely are counting on that because we aren't able to do what we're doing without it. Definitely, that's definitely true. Well, the the next topic we want to talk about is a, is features that uh, maybe are used, but maybe not fully used, or or some things mm-hmm. that there's some low hanging fruit that you <clears throat> could use within your rock instance. And today's topic is HTML email. So I know. You guys are probably saying, yeah, we do that. And and you do. Almost everybody is using that tool um, in some way or another. And it's it's a multifaceted tool. So there's the wizard capability, there's the you know, workflow able to send, you know, nicely polished emails. You can send emails many, many different ways in Rock, but specifically talking about the wizard and um, a couple other ways that we can use it that maybe aren't as common. Um, and it's, it's really super powerful. Like you can go in there in the editor and do all kinds of, of, you know, really nice things. Um, I would say the editor is you know, close to par with a lot of other tools. Um, and it makes it feel very simple. Um, but the key is you have to have a good template, like a good template mm-hmm. can really make or break your email. Um, and a good template is not only good looking, but it's also kind of defensive against um, hmm. all the, the markup that your uh, administrative staff might put into an email. And so, you, you know, good training is always needed there too. But we do try to say, well, even with, you know, some bad ideas, we can still, you know, make this thing happen. Um, but at the same time, to set the perspective right, HTML email is hard. Like mm-hmm. ask anybody who works in HTML email doing it right. And it is hard. And, you know, if you're like me, you get a lot of bad HTML email, even from very big companies. You know, I get emails from even like the likes of Apple, Facebook, and most of the time they look great, but occasionally they don't. They look like garbage. Um, and it's often said that when you do HTML email, you're coding like it's 1999. <laughs> um, because <laughs> for some reason, like the the email packages um, choose different varying technologies uh, for how it's rendered. A couple do very, very good, but unfortunately it doesn't matter what the couple do. It's a matter what the least common denominator is. And uh, the least common denominator currently right now is, is Outlook. You know, their, their HTML renderer is Microsoft Office, not, you know, in the back in the day you would think it was IE and it was for a bit and they moved it from IE to, to, um, to Word. And that has some strange, you know, markup um, um, rendering concepts. 
and you have you have to to play with that because there's a lot of people who use it not not and not just uh, office uh, um, users but there's a lot of home users that use it too so you want to make sure your HTML email works well with that which often means you're going back to table layouts and you know anybody who does HTML cringes at table layouts that literally is how you coded HTML back in the 90s and it hasn't left uh, when it comes to HTML email. So it's hard. Um, so you just want to spend a lot of time make, working with those templates. Um, for instance, like something as simple as a button, you would think would be pretty easy, but it's not. Like if you look at the correct markup to make a button in HTML email, it's like crazy. Um, so the what I would recommend is use the buttons that 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 the wizard creates for you. Like those. We spent a lot of time making that a very friendly button that works in all the clients. So just, you know, use that one and don't stray from that. Um, some other tips, though, if you're, you know, wanting to make um, new templates. Um, first of all, this is a little technical, but if you're, if you're making that, first of all, make sure you are technical if you're going to make those. Otherwise, <laughs> use a partner because you can really make a mess. There are some great you know, sites out there to give you some inspiration. There's um, sites like Good Emails um, that you can go look at. And you can look at it and go, why, heck, why can't I have these same quality in Rock? And you can. You can copy and paste that markup into Rock and use it. The problem is not those templates. It's the stuff that you put in to replace the content of those templates where you're going to go wrong. Um, so you have to be careful about that. If you're technical, like looking at a tool like MJML can really simplify the creation of those uh, templates and make it easier, um, but it's a little technical. Um, definitely as you go to make new templates, using a tool like Litmus to test mm -hmm. to make sure that everything's looking right. So you basically send an email to Litmus and then they have this like bot army of all these like um, H, uh, email editors or email um, tools and it'll show you a screenshot of what it looks like in every one. And so uh, that just really helps to make sure that everything looks right before you send. It does kind of cost a, quite a bit of money, but if you're sending it out to thousands of people and you're, this is something you're doing quite often mm -hmm. and you want to be on the cutting edge of what you're able to do, you know, that's, it might be worth it. Uh, or at the very least, sometimes, you know, what we, what we did in the um, early days before we had any budget, like we literally had zero budget, we would just get litmus for a month, do a whole bunch of te template creation, mm -hmm. and then and then stop paying for it. So we could at least test our templates. Um, it's great if you can test every email that's going out to a big, huge mess, but sometimes you can't always. Another thing, if you really want to make your emails like really stand out and really make them exciting, is to use animated GIFs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people come to me and say, hey, I want to put video on my email. It's like, well, you could, but it's only about 60% of the clients can actually render that. And it's basically anything on Apple can do it. Um, but I often find what, when I ask them about it, but, like, but I get it all the time. I'm like, well, show me. And it's what they're actually seeing is, a, is an animated GIF. And uh, you can actually do some really cool animated GIFs very easily. So um, and I've done some, you know, we have a video actually out there that mm -hmm. you can watch about how to do it. Um, but I was working with a, a church partner and they sent me a, some couple emails that they were doing and I just quickly put it into Photoshop and switched out a couple images back and forth. And then using a site like easygift.com, you can quickly and easily just take, Hey, here's my two images, just flip it back and forth every four seconds. And it's just the engagement you see is really cool. And it's like, really, really easy. Um, 
it's almost like sad how easy it is. I actually kind of surprised myself when I did it. I was like, well, that's actually a lot easier than I thought. So, you know, there's some tips to get you started. But the other thing I want to really hit on is look at the analytics of your emails. Mm-hmm. There is a gold mine of information just sitting inside a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because everybody kind of says like, well, you know, I want to use these other email tools because, you know, the wizard's great and they get such great analytics. And it's like the, the wizard and <laughs> rock is really great. Uh, we've improved it. And we keep improving it. Um, but they forget that the analytics are there. And often we'll show them that, oh, that's cool. So I'll start using that. But then we always forget to go back and look at those analytics and actually, you know, mm-hmm. see what's what's working and what's not working. So definitely please use the analytics. If you send an email out to a large audience, put something on your calendar to go back to it in, you know, five days, uh, 14 days, and just see what the analytics are. Um, you know, it's often the case that we want all these flashy tools and then we never use them. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Um, and so we have to intentionally remind ourselves and force ourselves to go back and get that value. Um, but also don't forget the power of the template. So this now we're getting into a little, slightly level, level up on advancement here, but don't forget the power of these templates. The templates, remember, are lava, right? And you know who you're sending it to. So you can automate Mm -hmm. the personalization of those templates. So you could send out an email, for instance, and the top part, you might have the staff person type everything in. And the bottom part is auto-personalized. So it could be something very transactional. So like at the bottom of all the emails you send out, it automatically puts in like one um, promo image um, for like the next baptism or some event. And even though it's a not meant to be an email for sending out um, promotions, at the bottom of all of your emails, you could have like a like a little promo um, image. Uh, we're even seeing some churches and working with churches, um, honestly, that we're making these very rich templates that automatically get sent out every week. Mm-hmm. So every week, it just sends out an email to a list of people, but the template is pulling content from content channels, various content channels and event calendars and dynamically assembling the email and then sending it out. That's super powerful. Mm -hmm. And that does take a little bit of technical skill. Like that's not something for everybody. Um, But you can work with people who have those skills like partners to, to get that created for you. Now, one of the cool features that's coming out probably in 14, well, not probably, probably for sure 14, is there's like a new preview on a system communication that lets you kind of look at that template and pick a person and say, hey, show me the template currently as it stands to date with this person. So you can kind of check to make sure it looks right. Um, so a lot of times if you're going to automate this, you really want your communication staff to go look at it before, you know, the day before or maybe the morning before it goes out just to make Definitely. sure everything's you know, ship shape. And you can just keep changing the person to see the different personalization happening. And that block also allows you to change like the date. So if you wanted to go see it like back three weeks, you could. Um, so that's a, another neat tool just to help you kind of um, see what those templates would look like. But we're really scratching the surface of HTML email today. Um, that said, I don't think even on the easy stuff, there's still a lot of room for people to grow and, and use more features. Um, but you can take it a lot further. Mm-hmm. And I think 
you know, the kind of the way the world works is we keep building on our skill sets and keep building on our capabilities. And the more we do that, the easier those capabilities get to be to be for us because we've learned new skills. But we also learn to simplify those tools so that they're more approachable for more people. So no matter where you stand with HTML, email, just realize there's much more to go with it in the current tool set. And we keep improving that tool set and always open, you know, for more feedback on that. Um, but, uh, that's what I had. Thanks, John. That's really helpful and interesting information. I like the fact that it's both inspiring to what could be done and also helps inform. Um, you know, I've also talked to several churches that say, I'll just copy paste this, um, this email from over here and dump it into my rock template and it will be fine. And then they go to look at it as it's delivered into different email clients and the results are different. And so that can just be, um, uh, challenging and frustrating. And so this helps add a little clarity around that. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard feedback where I did that and it didn't look <clears throat> right in rock. And it's like, Oh, we, like you said, it's, yes. it's your source, you know, garbage in, garbage out. But I've have actually taken that and put it into, cause you know, we have accounts, you know, play accounts at all the other mm -hmm. vendors. I, I pasted it into there and had the same exact thing. It's at the end of the day, it is the same markup. Mm -hmm. There's no magic to the markup. And uh, if you paste it in, paste in poor markup, you're going to get poor output. Yep. Well, it's interesting to think about what's possible in that area. And like in all things rock, we do the basics and we showcase, you know, some of the basics to mid-level, but there is so much more that can just be imagined and envisioned and, and, and developed. So it's yeah. exciting to hear about some of the automated emails. Well, honestly, that's some, sometimes that's the most frustrating part of my job is just seeing all the things you could do. Mm -hmm. But, and, and you, today, but you can't, you can't get there with everybody because I guess, I think the way, the thing that changes when I worked at CCV for one church, you, you only had to take one church far, right? Mm -hmm. So that wasn't easy, but you could, you could do it, right? But now it's it's a little bit different because now we're trying to pull like you know six hundred churches and and so sometimes you can't. The impact is bigger, right? But, you, right. but you're only moving the whole six hundred an inch at a time versus you know ten feet at a time. Definitely, um, especially because it's extensible, right? So you're trying not to break things that people may have done that wasn't part of the initial like original core code. Yeah, you know, for instance, I had working at one point. Um, the ability in rock so this this would be for your regular email that you do every day right okay. so you're sending email out of outlook and the template for that you can customize too right so i customize a template that there's an image underneath the signature that would pull from rock but it would actually pull up a content channel so the communication person could adjust with the with the promotion image on the bottom of all the emails going out for the church um, but not only that it would actually track like interactions on the opens and the clicks. So, I mean, but all that was just automated and someone in communications could just, it was always a default, right? Mm -hmm. So if you didn't have some promotion going, it didn't That's a good point. put a broken image down there, but it always say something like, you know, come to church. Um, but you could quickly, easily change out that image. Cause a lot of people do that. A lot of vendors will like promote their conferences mm -hmm. down there and, and such. Um, but it's just another one of those things that, you know, as you're pulling so many things, you, you can't always pull that one. But hey, that's an idea for somebody. It's definitely doable today. And it's, you know, it's not rocket science um, to implement. 
Very cool. Awesome ideas. Um, I think that'll be really fun for the listening audience to think about the ways that in their church, they might be able to apply some of these and set some short-term and long-term goals, especially around analytics. Like how easy is that just to remind yourself, don't forget what's in there, what's playing well, what subject lines are working well, what time of day, what day of the week is working well, what type of content do people revisit? Yeah. And I think we've said it before that, but the analytics, a lot of that comes out of the interactions, which is mm-hmm. the gold mine of rock. And we actually are working on um, a project right now to actually pull out more interaction data around um, um, page views. So you can get like a very light Google analytics kind of capabilities without Google analytics. And uh, it's really exciting again, that you can have all that data. It's personalized down to the person, which Google analytics obviously, you know, can't do without a lot of help and plug the ends to other data sources. Um, but we're continuing to move the ball forward on that. That's exciting. Well, on another community front, um, I just wanted to mention that our May masterclass is coming up and we have a couple of spots left to hit our class minimums. So please uh, register for that class if you're looking at coming this year. Uh, Please make it the May class because we need to hit our minimum counts to hold the class. And if you've already attended, think about who you know, maybe someone you're mentoring uh, in the community or someone on staff at your organization that would be a good fit for this class. And let's get that filled up. So if you could help us fill that, that would be fantastic. Is that in person or online? It is. Yeah, it's in person. Um, so it's a great opportunity to interact with um, it, just kind of see how does the core team work. We have a little office tour that happens at the end of one of the days and a chance to connect uh, in one of the hotel lobbies one evening and kind of do some hands-on work and hanging out, uh, connecting at a restaurant in the evening. Those are the kind of things that you can do in person. And so it's always fun for us as well to meet the, the attendees of the class and get to know them a little bit better as individuals. So really cool, fun time, lot of information. You know, we have some people that have taken that class uh, more than one time, and that's also been really beneficial. Um, When you're newer to the rock community and to using rock, there's a lot to learn from the ground up. And then if you come back in a couple of years, there's a lot you didn't realize you missed when you were getting the basics in place. So it seems to be a class that has a lot of application for various stages of being a part of a rock admin team. Yeah, I think the unique secret sauce of that class is not only do you get the content, but you're getting the best practices. That's right. You know, um, Michael, when he does the instruction of that, he's talking about this is how this church uses the feature. This is how this other church uses it differently. And, you know, we keep hearing that that's what people really enjoy is not just the content, but the the real use is use cases behind that. And it's funny, the micro communities that are built at that class. Definitely, There's still people who are like, oh, we, we always talk to each other because we, <laughs> we met at the master class like three years ago. It's like, that's awesome. There's like some little class alum societies <laughs> going on. So it's, it is a good chance to, you know, it's that face-to-face connection really, you know, um, with our team, with each other and, and that stuff hangs on. It's pretty fun. And you can slide in right before summer hits Phoenix. So yes. Um, If you do miss that and you need to go virtual, the virtual masterclass is something we're trying to continue in place about once a year because we know there are some people that have restrictions around travel, um, budgetary or other. Um, You might kind of be a one-man band at your organization and really not able to get away. If that's true, we don't want you to not be able to participate in masterclass. So we do have a virtual one coming up in July. 
Um, those little elements we talked about with in-person, we can't duplicate those, so we don't attempt to in the virtual masterclass. So that would be one difference. Um, but uh, check out those options and see which one works for you. Um, I, we're also just finishing up a SQL class this week. That's been a great class. There will be more of those coming up later in the year. So we do have a classes page on the community site, and you can find out more about everything there. And we're going to have a pre-day at the conference that is going to go deep into things that are just barely touched about in the rest, uh, touched on in the rest of our classes. So um, definitely fly in a day early and in your registration, let us know. There's no fee to attend. Um, lunch will be open and you'll have a chance. There are a lot of nearby restaurants, but you'll have a chance to, to get some training on some of the deeper technical skills that we don't really have classes for currently. Um, all right. So ministry stories, we've been talking about this and Nick alluded to at the very beginning of this podcast that we know some incredible things are happening at rock churches right now. And a lot of those are somewhat facilitated and supported by rock as a technology and some of the processes and things that you've learned in the incorporation of rock. Please share those with us. Now you might not know what those are off the top of your head, but put a little something on your notepad today. If you're like me, I I carry a notepad around everywhere to grab all the things all day. Put a little note down to connect with some of your ministry staff leaders and find out those stories. Uh, you're in the best place to find those, not us, and they're happening. Um, we are starting to hear those trickling in right now, and, and we really want to have uh, the ability to help share those out more broadly. They're so encouraging and so exciting. So could you please take a few minutes to connect with your ministry leaders and find out in what ways their ministries are being empowered and people's lives are being impacted because of Rock? And then take just a moment, go to your profile page in the Rock community and send just a really quick little write-up over to, to share that with us so that we can in turn help share that out to the community. Um, those are really important. We're hoping to gather uh, those this year. Um, and right now seems to be an excellent time based on kind of the feedback that we're hearing. Please do that today or this week, if at all possible. Yeah, and I would say do it for yourself. Share it with us. Yes. The first big thing, the reason why you need to do it is for yourself. Um, we're all like cars and we don't have, but we're a car without like a, a fuel gauge. <laughs> and... When you run out of fuel, just like in a car, if you don't have a fuel gauge, you don't know until it's too late, literally. Like you might have like a half a block. Um, but those stories are your fuel. You need to fill your tank. Um, and if you don't think you need to, trust me, it'll be too late by the time you realize that you need fuel in your tank. Those stories will give you the fuel that you need to get through um, the tough days because um, there are tough days. Mm -hmm. um, I used to tell people when they started work at the church and they're all excited because they're on mission and we're going to be working for Christ and all truth, right? Uh, but I tell them, like, go home tonight and write a letter to future self reminding yourself why you took this job because there's going to be days that are hard. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think everybody who's worked for a church for any amount of time can say that. And you need to have that letter to yourself that reminds you why you're why you're doing it. And these stories are another way to just put icing on top of that cake and uh, get you through those. Some of the stories that you guys share have put fuel in our tanks. And, you know, there are dark days and those stories make a difference. Yeah. I right. always pull back like, well, what if I wasn't doing this and that, that story wouldn't have happened? That's right. And that person might still be in that situation in their life. And it's like, okay, 
just keep swimming. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, we we need those stories too. You know, mm-hmm. you know they're for for yourself, but we consume those, and that helps us quite a bit here. It does, and exponentially, we can help cross share those, and and it's just really powerful. Yeah, and we do share them with our our new hires. So we have a, a culture meeting that we go through, and and we share literally in every every one of those part of the agenda is this, is to share some of the top stories that we hear from our um, you know, church partners. Definitely. So um, go for that encouragement and share it with us. And uh, especially just after Easter, we have a lot of highs and we, we don't necessarily recognize that our fuel might be low because we put everything into that. Um, and so this is an excellent time to do that. And how do you share those stories? You can go to your profile on the community page and there's a spot right there in the upper right section where you can share your ministry story. Just click on the little button link and send it over. You don't have to write an essay. It can be short and sweet. Great. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning in. We love being able to spend time with you, tell you about what's going on kind of behind the scenes. There are always so many things happening. Uh, We just appreciate the time to sit and chat with you and get you up to speed. Thanks so much for your support. Um, And that's both in listening and in engaging in the community and the financial support, support to help keep Spark doing what it does through Rock. We hope you have a blessed week and we will connect with you in our next podcast. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.